Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addictions specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Welcome to the episode of What Happens When You Are Your Truest Self with a Narcissist. How does someone along the dark triad react when somebody else that he or she has targeted acts in accordance with their own truth? This is like the enemy to somebody along the dark triad because that is the opposite of what they want. They want to foster that sense of dependency on them. And when you act independent, that's their biggest threat. That's like kryptonite. So acting in accordance with our own truth, which is to be the most authentic self, which requires ultimate truth, not candy-coated version of it, not withholding any of it to avoid the negative reactions or hurting somebody's feelings. This is the base operating system for toxic egocentric individuals because they count on others avoiding the hard truths because they know that they can cause discomfort when it's spoken. And the bottom line is they don't want to be held accountable ever. They don't want that. And they don't want you to be independent. So let's talk about the distortion of self a little bit. During and following a toxic relationship, the sense of self gets eroded and distorted through the repeated and inconsistent conditioning. It's training. It's like any other training. It's literally kind of like training a dog or it's, you know, the techniques that are used to train animals. When highly sensitive people are in or have been in relationships with self-serving individuals, they have been exposed to positive and negative consequences. However, the negative consequences largely outnumber the positive consequences. And since our brains are designed to gravitate towards rewarding experiences and avoiding the negative ones, the positive consequences become all important. And the weight given to these, to the positive events, tends to distort our reality. So too much energy and resources is placed on the few and far between moments of those positive experiences, while at the same time, the negative memories recede and become minimized as time goes on. Partners in these toxic relationships usually have a gut feeling about the abuse. We we usually sense it at a very deep level. Intuitively, our bodies sense it, our higher selves sense it, but the conditioning overrides this instinct. The programming that we've received by being in these relationships 
overrides it. And, and so people tend to ignore their intuition and their instinctive nature after a while because it, mainly because it becomes too difficult to hold both conflicting perceptions at the same time. And this is what is referred to as cognitive dissonance. On one hand, they feel the negative manipulation at their soul level. On the other hand, the protective brain's conditioning keeps them believing that things are fine. And if they only change certain things about themselves or behave in a different way, then things are going to be okay. The programmed cognitions block the soul's ability to be able to fully express or to fully experience. And it feels good to be needed or desired, especially compared to the horrible feelings of having been rejected, abandoned, belittled, diminished. It's all too painful to bring the dark reality into full awareness. So this causes deep inner conflict. This is where our higher self knows and experiences one thing, the conditioning blocks it. So there's that conflict going on and it feels terrible. It feels like anxiety and it turns into depression and self-blame. And this is the programming is what we always refer to as the fog. F, the fear, O, obligation, and G, guilt. So when you're in that fog, that's the programming. The narcissistic, self-serving, manipulative partner or anybody along that dark triad, I don't want to just keep saying narcissistic, but I say that for shorthand because it's easier. Um, they only want from his or her partner, somebody to reflect back to them, their own sense of self. So they're always looking for the supply to give them that sense of self. They don't want individualization or any form of independence from their partner, because that would represent a break from their own ego from their own ego structure. Their own ego structure is based on how they themselves are reflected back to them in other people's eyes. And, and that requires that sense of control or that admiration or attention or that sense of power over other people. This is what supports their ego. So they don't want independence. And therefore the partners of these people that have these highly toxic behaviors cannot be fully differentiated from them. They have to be like a part of them. They can't be fully differentiated from them. This is seen as a threat to the narcissist. Someone who functions independently under their own accord cannot be controlled. Remember, one of the foundational supports for the fragile ego of anyone along that dark triad is control. And this causes the pervasive enmeshment and therefore a sense of disconnection with the true self in the partner of a narcissist. This is what causes the split. It's this programming. They want you to be enmeshed with them. They want you to be a reflection of them. They want you to be dependent on them. And over time, these partners with these dark triads lose connection with who they are at their soul. It's not a permanent thing, but they lose it at that level for a little while. It becomes disconnected because they become connected on the narcissist. And they also lose connection with their own bodies. They start their brain, the protective part of their brain starts to train them away from that, to tune into the programming because the programming tells them that that's the safer route. So they become unaware of the energies that they are storing, although at the soul level, it is still sensed, it is still perceived. 
the line of where they end and where their partner begins is blurred. And the toxic partner dumps their negative energy consistently, constantly. And the primary receiver of the energy is their partner. This is literally how CPTSD works. CPTSD is the complex post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is what people experience after a traumatic experience or a single event. The body has gone into a fight, flight, or freeze mode, and it results in highly charged emotional markers that get stored in the nervous system, which then set off alarms for future similar threats. CPTSD, complex PTSD. This happens when smaller, but repeated negative events take place over long periods of time. As in the case with less than stellar childhoods, like toxic parenting, or if they're in a toxic environment, it's just small little events repeatedly over and over and over again. As said by Herman in 1992, while patients with simple PTSD fear that they might be losing their minds, people with complex PTSD often feel like they've lost themselves. Just think of it as um, almost like physics, like a hammer, one giant swing of the hammer with a lot of force on a nail can push it in maybe one, two, three times, depending on the strength. On the other hand, if you have just a little tapping on that same nail, very lightly, but over a very long period of time, eventually that nail will get driven in. It's kind of the same concept. Complex trauma results in feelings of helplessness, of being overly responsible and feeling unsafe. Remember the tactics that the narcissists and others always seem to use to program these feelings, the fog, They want to keep you in that fog, the fear, obligation, and guilt, because when you're operating in that fog, you're operating under their influence, not under your own influence. You're operating under that programming. So you're not operating from your soul anymore, your intuition. You're literally operating from that programming. And this programming system is now wired throughout your nervous system. So it becomes automatic. It feels like you're doing this on your own accord, but you're not. The operating system is literally that fear, obligation, and guilt, a constant underlying stream of it. And it keeps you compliant with their whims and their wants and their needs, and it keeps you doing their bidding. It's sending a constant current of information in the form of emotional energy, anxiety, sometimes depression, to not be your truest self. It is coded with all kinds of messages. Like I'm selfish. If I focus on myself, I'm selfish. I'm heartless. I don't care about other people. We don't want to be like that. That's important to us. So these programs keep us operating in a way that serves them or I'm too much. Because if you have a light of your own that is shining so bright, you're gonna, you might outshine them and their ego can't handle that. So I'm too much becomes another one. Or I'm not enough. I'm not enough to please them. So you keep doing more and more and more to try to be enough. Or I'm stupid. That way you become dependent on their intellect. They can tell you what to do. Or I can't do anything right. That's another false belief. Because if you feel like you can't do anything right and you feel like you can't make decisions, you're going to be dependent on them. 
or I'm incapable. Same thing, or I'm pathetic, I'm too sensitive, nobody cares about me. If you can believe that nobody cares about you and that they're the only ones that care about you, they have control because you're going to get your needs met from them, which isn't really true. You're not, but they want you to believe that. So they might say things like, nobody's going to care about you the way I do, or nobody likes me, or I'm all alone. And we're never all alone. We are never, ever all alone, but it feels like it. And we have to remember that we're never alone. We're always, always connected to something greater. There is always going to be something else that comes along, but if they can get you to feel like you're all alone, then you're going to be dependent on being with them or having them around you. So these are the false cognitions that keep you compliant. They are false because no matter how real they feel, they're not true. They are only programmed by your experiences with self-serving people in your environment. It is literally the programming of that CPTSD. So you form an altered self-expression. It's not really the true you. It's not your truest self. And you probably have a sense of this. And when we're operating from this manufactured programming versus operating from our soul or from our truest self, our genuine self-expression gets blocked by that fog. And instead of expressing appropriate anger at the abuse that we sense at our deep, deepest level, the anger gets blocked by faulty programming that carries signals of danger, that expressing anger will return worse consequences. So the blocked anger turns inside and back onto the self in the form of guilt because guilt is safer than anger. That's why we say guilt is really just anger turned inside out. Many natural feelings and thoughts get blocked by fear, fear of rejection, fear of being laughed at, fear of being humiliated, fear of being judged, fear of appearing stupid and losing credibility. People on the dark triad want and need to occupy the dominant position in order to support their ego. So they do whatever it takes to keep you subordinate, including berating, belittling, rejecting, using anger, threats, playing the victim to make you feel bad about yourself. And so much of this is in the form of gaslighting. And gaslighting is just a way to make you question your reality that's keeping you away from your truest self. The altered self-expression shows up in the form of people-pleasing as well. And also energy and personal resources are spent on trying to keep from feeling bad by making sure that others aren't feeling bad. Because we've learned through these toxic relationship experiences that if the narcissist is feeling bad, they will make sure that their partner feels bad as well in some way or another. And it might not even be in that moment. It might be consequences later on down the road, but we know they're coming. So our behaviors, our responses and expressions are adjusted to promote the best possible return for ourselves, meaning that how we act is designed to encourage positive responses from others rather than a true expression of ourselves. Genuine self-expression is so important. This, it's basically the reason that we exist. We are here on this planet to experience and express in this form. And when you can't do one or the other, you're missing out on life itself. I mean, what are we except for soul existing in a 3D form and a manifested expression of life? 
If each form of life didn't express itself in the truest form, there would be nothing worthwhile. There would be no beauty, no contrast, no passion, no creativity, nothing, nothing new. Our greatest challenge as human beings is balancing between the ego and the soul. And using ego really only for the necessary navigation that it is, that it's designed for. It's designed to map out the world around us. So our ego or the navigation system can falsely believe that we are in control of everything. We're not. We are not. Neither is our ego. We are definitely not in control of everything. And the more fragile the ego or sense of self, the more itself inflates to compensate and it tries to manage the world around itself through existing will and force instead of relying on soul, on something greater. Remember that, that the stronger the sense of self, the less fragile ego will take a back seat and only step up if and when needed. The soul operates the experience rather than the ego. And as a result, the experience is incomparably more fulfilling. The soul knows that there is no such thing as loneliness because of the collective consciousness as described by Carl Jung, the philosopher. So when we know this deeply and when we feel this, then and only then will we not be controlled by others. The narcissist or somebody who is operating by ego will find it very difficult to control us or to manipulate us or to distort our reality or our experiences. They will no longer be able to gaslight us. We become centered within ourselves, strong in our convictions and our beliefs and our own intuitive experiences. We trust ourselves and consequently something much greater than ourselves. And our power isn't given over to anyone, least of all somebody operating from a weak ego system. So when you believe in yourself, you're not going to rely on others. You're not going to need others' approvals. You're not going to need anybody else's approval because you will accept yourself. And when you accept yourself, the whole world will accept you too. And you no longer have to worry. And that is the biggest threat to someone along the dark triad. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.